who's going to create the virtual neighborhood where you can walk around the neighborhood and walk to open houses with like the Oculus goggles on? Like who's going to create and be at the, you know, is it going to be Zillow? Is it going to be a broker? That to me is far more interesting as a next step for brokerages to start spending their money than just always trying to play catch up to what Zillow does. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 115 of The Real Word. Word is up. The word is up. All right, we've got a couple of rackets and a marketeer. I love this marketeer. I can't wait to get to it because we're going to have to R&D, as Tom Ferry would say, rip off and duplicate. This is one of the best marketeers I've seen yet. One of the best. You mean like during this time? Definitely the best I've seen during this time. Yes. But with all things considered, a top five marketeer that we've ever done. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 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 It doesn't sound like you're in on that. Well, we'll get, no, we'll get to I, that after the two rounds. No, because usually you're all about, like, is it, again, when, well, well, when we get to it. All right. Racket number one, 10 cities. So this is a top 10 list that are best prepared to weather a coronavirus-fueled economic storm. That's the headline from Inman. We'll link up all of the articles that we use here on this episode's real world or real word, real world. I'm thinking about the MTV right? Uh, on this episode. We'll link them all up in YouTube or wherever you're uh, listening or watching to this. So uh, how cities, businesses, and housing markets behave over the next 30 days as the pandemic continues to spread will be crucial on the road to recovery. You want to just go through the top 10 here and then we can- Yeah, I think so. I think we should, well, again, I, I, I know you link up the thing because I think it's very important for people to understand why sort of these were the top 10, but we'll go yes. through them. Yeah, yeah, we'll go through them and then, and then we'll get to the reasons why. Rochester, New York. This is, I don't think this is in any particular order either. I don't, I don't know, but I, I am proud to see that if it is in an order that we're number two. Yes, we have some representation from our state. Hartford, Connecticut, the capital of Connecticut is on the list at number two. I don't know if it's number two, but yes, second listed. Raleigh, North Carolina is on the list. Buffalo, New York, Kansas City, Mizzou. Mizzou? Mizzou. You know, that's a college football thing, I think, but Hmm. I'll use it here. Missouri. And Columbus, Ohio, Richmond, Virginia, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Milwaukee, Wisconsin and Indianapolis, Indiana. Shout out to my sister, Vanessa, who does some work here on this show. She went to Butler in Indianapolis. Very cool, cute, hmm. small, little city. Is I've Indy. never been to Indiana before. I actually haven't been to many of these states, to be honest. None of it, not even like Virginia or Ohio. These are, these are within driving well, I mean, distance. I think, I've, I think like I've, I've gone like for a plane, right? Like I've stopped. You've stopped in. Changed planes, yeah. You've been, you've been to Hartford. You're a UConn alum, so you've definitely spent some time in Hartford. I've been to Hartford. Good, good. What about Rochester? Nothing there. No, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. All right. So, what are the reasons why, and and do you agree with these reasons? Are you ask? You're asking me. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? 
No, I do. I mean, I think obviously what they're talking about here is the cities that are, what do they say, best positioned to weather the storm. Again, and I, and it's funny because everyone has, well, I guess us included, have always sort of, you know, talked maybe a little bit more poorly about the Connecticut market. You know, there's like 49 states and then there's Connecticut. Um, but obviously this has allowed, and again, I can only speak to Hartford because I don't really know any of the other um, cities, but obviously it has set Connecticut up to to weather the storm, which is fabulous. I mean, again, like our prices aren't crazy through the roof. Um, obviously, they're much smaller cities. The populations are much, much smaller. So, you know, to sort of like stay home and... Yeah, one of the reasons Hartford was, to your point earlier, not being talked about in the headlines, probably too nice or encouraging for their future, was the fact that they don't have any tourism, that they don't have really any travel. So, you know, they didn't have really a lot of jobs tied up into tourism, so right. they're not losing a lot of these tourism jobs. And it says here that the city's difficult economic situation and lack of jobs tied to the tourism and airline sector means that less is likely to change after the pandemic is over. So what's interesting about all 10 of these is they're smaller cities. They're not these big, huge metro areas. They are, uh, you know, smaller cities and, you know, like it's not on the list, but I think of Chattanooga, Tennessee, another one of those smaller cities where you have maybe 80 to 100,000 people. I don't know how many uh, people are in, in all of these cities here, but they're all on the, on the smaller side. Right. Uh, Richmond, Virginia, it says here only a 43% chance of economic risk due to the virus because a lot of people can work from home, law, finance, and tech professionals. Still, 43% chance to me is pretty high. Listen, I think everybody's going to get hit. Big city, small city, small town to some degree. Obviously, the bigger the city, the bigger the scale, the more impacted people just on pure numbers that there are going to be. But everybody's going to take some type of hit. I do think one thing to look for Anything suburbs or small cities outside of large cities, those are going to be opportunities for agents to really work those markets as people from a big, large metro area may want either a getaway weekend home. People are going to reevaluate their lives. So whether it's the getaway weekend home, whether it's moving out to the suburbs, whether it's getting more land, everybody over these months will be doing some serious life evaluations and look for those areas to become more popular in at least real estate searches and interests. So as an agent, our ability to provide information to those markets, if we work there, is going to be key moving forward. I think what's super interesting too, though, about all of this is, you know, us being in Connecticut, we did see that after 9-11, a lot of people wanted to flee the city. I think we'll see um, that occur again. But I think what what again, what you're saying though is that it's going to be beyond just the the borders of New York City that we'll see it. We will see. You know, obviously they're talking about San Diego. They're talking about Miami. Um, so it will be an interesting. It'll be interesting to see sort of what, like you're saying, what the sort of the suburbs will, what their landscape will look like afterward too. You know, and it'll be again nationwide. Racket number two, NAR funds telemedicine for members in need. I got to say, you know, we've been critical of some moves that NAR has made. This one makes a lot of sense to me. We've always talked about what can you do to support and protect your members? This gets right down to the core of that, taking care of their health care needs. 
I mean, I think it's fabulous. And it sounds like NAR has been affiliated with this company for a while. I've never heard of it before. It sounds great, though. I mean, you and especially right now, because it's mostly just it's all like telecommunication. Like you get on the phone, you talk to a healthcare provider, and then they can actually mail you even like your if you need a prescription, like right to you too. So I mean, what an incredible thing. It sounds like they're also if you do enjoy the service, after your two free months, you're getting it at like a 50% reduced rate at like nine dollars um yeah, i, I mean, think it's seven exactly yep is it i mean it, so anyway it's it's like you said i mean we are always really hard on nar um but it is nice to see that everybody during this time is stepping up and doing something to support their people or their communities or you know small business so it's great yeah. this is about caring about the health and welfare of our members says nar ceo bob goldberg we want to do whatever we can to ease members anxieties at this unprecedented time, uh, we've in, there's been a lot of discussion around some type of NAR health insurance or grouping together agents around health insurance. Maybe this will be, you know, I know they've had this program in place, you know, kind of a feature of health insurance, but full blown health insurance. Maybe that'll be on the horizon for NAR in the future. Well, I mean, what a perfect time during a pandemic, right? I mean, everyone's going to need, especially more than ever, health insurance. So, so hats off, NAR, doing some things to support the members. All right. Marketeer of the week. I'm super excited about. You got it. You rushed through. You rushed through. You had. You wanted to get here so bad. I had to get here. (laughs) I I think we need to figure out, Nicole, how to R and D this. Uh, This makes a lot of sense. People are unquestionably spending more time, whether it's searching Zillow or being on Facebook or Instagram. Certainly TikTok. I found myself increasing minutes into hours on TikTok. Talk as the days. Do you know that you can um, that go on and see your screen time? Like I found oh, that yeah. feature not long ago. I I wish I never did. Yeah. Well, TikTok is probably now trending for a lot of people. But getting back to the marketeer of the week, and we'll link this up. This is uh, right out of Inman, and this was Veronica. I'm not going to go for the last name without having. Oh come some on, experience. that'll be fun. Oh, Veronica. Oh, Uh Veronica. If you know that song, mention in the comments. All right. To make sure people are still viewing their homes, one brokerage came up with a creative solution. Scavenger hunts using virtual home tours. So my head starts spinning, right? Like there's a lot of ways you can do this. I think the best way to do it personally would be to have planted certain things in the home before the 3D scan, before the Matterport, so that they're really funny objects, like ridiculous objects that are maybe small and well hidden. I've never really thought about doing this. No, I haven't either. I actually think the opposite. I feel like um, a way to actually highlight maybe some of the features of the home is to have people search for those. So, you know, look for the six burner stove or look for the a brass faucet or so, I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking like you could sort of double it up with like some of the features, but I, I, I do agree with you. I mean, you could put some things in the home. It sounds like they're not putting anything in the home. They're having people find lamps and things like that. But what I do love the most about all of it is that they're giving away gift cards. So obviously right now, especially during this time, it sounds like the guy was doing this months before um, we were all sort of locked up inside. And it's almost like he had like this vision that we were all going to be stuck home. But you know, if people, if people find the items, they're then entered to win gift cards. So what a perfect way to actually get like your community, your small businesses involved too, where they're maybe donating gift cards that you can then hand out so that 
that, again, it's sort of like a double win right now. I mean, it's, I think it's fabulous. I think it's really, really fabulous. I'd be really horrible at figuring out items to put into a house. I feel like I'd eat up a lot of energy just doing that. But Yeah, the, the first uh, scavenger hunt, which Jensen, which I think is a, this guy Jensen, he's the broker in Valley City, North Dakota, held a partnership with local Remax now in Jamestown. He asked viewers to find a set number of items, a summer hat, a red teapot, a wagon wheel, among others. By clicking through the different rooms of the house, participants wrote down locations and emailed them to the brokerage for a chance to win a gift card to, sh- to a local market. So I like the email play, building the email list there for sure. That's smart. Sure. Uh, I also like just putting it into the comments and then really branding and getting some organic juice out of that Facebook post or that, uh, you know, wherever you're putting that out, LinkedIn or wherever you're sending that to. So one thing is, he said in here that it bothered him why people weren't loving this technology, talking about the 3D tours and and the Matterport. It just, you agree it bothers you that people don't love that? Well, no, it it bothers me that it's such an incredible resource that if, you know, like, again, especially now, but even before, like we have lots of people that um, don't live here close by. And what an incredible resource that you can literally be in these rooms looking at them um, before you make an appointment and make a, a seller leave their house. Um, I just don't think that enough people are, I mean, people are utilizing the service to get it done, but I don't think enough consumers are utilizing the service as, as, like a, as a tool in, in purchasing a home. I think serious buyers, though, will if it's available to them, will use it. But they're definitely the serious buyers are obviously going to going to get into that property right. at some point. It doesn't bother me. I mean, nothing really bothers me. It is what it is. Consumer trends. But one thing I think is interesting that will come out of this is what type of gaming can every business kind of apply to what they do, right? So if this is a three D tour. And, you know, it bothers him that people aren't loving this technology and they don't just want to look at a a 3D scan of a house, make it fun and engaging, make them want to be there, right? Because we know that certainly online leads, 97% of them are either way at the top of the funnel or outside of the funnel. They're not ready to do anything, right? But if you give a people a, a reason for people to spend time there and do something fun and it's a free game and it's not a $4.99 download off of the app store. Yeah, they're going to spend time there. And this is why this marketeer was so interesting to me. Not only, I think, you know, this, this North Dakota Remax, uh, James Jensen, the broker, I think they're doing a great job to innovate. And it's, it looked like they had 2,500 views. So they really got a lot of views to a home tour that may normally get a hundred or something like that. But more so I think about what brokerage is going to step up and be the leader of e-gaming for real estate. I know this takes a whole total different turn. And when I say e-gaming, it could even mean like who's going to build a platform that allows people to take existing 1970s, 1980s, 1990 homes and start completely revamping them, revamping the floor plan with their renovations, with their rehab. You know, right. What a great way you can even then like almost like um, like link out to like a plumber that can do that for you or a builder that can pull that off for you or the lighting company that can then find the light to put. I mean, you're really just tagging almost off into so many different directions right from there too. Who's going to create the virtual neighborhood where you can walk around the neighborhood and walk to open houses with like the Oculus goggles on like who's going to create and be at the you know is it going to be zillow is it going to be a broker that to me is far more interesting as a next step for brokerages to start spending their money than just 
always trying to play catch up to what Zillow does. Like EXP might actually be able to implement some of that. Their back end of their, you know, basically their brokerage, right? It's a virtual brokerage. You have a little person walking around uh, these this fake EXP campus, this virtual EXP campus. I saw that today on Facebook. Yeah, right? Yeah. And and so think about taking that and putting it into all of the neighborhoods. Like, just think about us for Connecticut, the shoreline communities. If you could just walk outside of the house and walk down the road, uh, you know, through an Oculus goggle, uh, you know, glasses set and walk down to see how close the water is and check out the beach, how, how cool would that be? Right. Oh, absolutely. Well, even just the sh- to go into shops, though, too. You know, I mean, again, especially right now with so many of them being closed, like to then walk into a store and be like, oh, I want that, too. To put it into some sort of basket and then be able to purchase it, too. I mean, it's really endless. Yeah. So b- really cool. I mean, obviously, some of the things we're talking about are fantasy land and are, are I, I, I believe, things that will come in the future, but not something you can just go implement right after watching or listening to this podcast. But if you are an agent or a broker or a team, you can go and implement a virtual scavenger hunt on any of oh, your listings. That well, done and you can do it the ones you already have. I mean, I'm thinking about all the ones that we already have and like just starting to go through and, and pick out the things that we want to highlight or again, just some like knickknacky things that are throughout the house. Yeah. I mean, uh, James Jensen broker in Valley city, North Dakota. I want to be very clear. We are R and Ding your idea. We are stealing it, if you will. And so you heard it here first. At least we told you up front. We are going to use this in our market. This is a home run. And uh, you're the marketeer of the week. So there we go. That's it. Little light yeah. episode there. It's a good one. Little light. It's some like, positives. Uh, I think we need some positives these days. So it's like those plain donuts that I love. No frosting, no sprinkles, no chocolate, just a plain regular donut with nothing on it. It, it was a light, little, plain episode, but a good one. It was a good one. All right. That's it. Uh, everybody keep it real. Stay healthy. Be well. And we'll see you guys here next week. Bye, guys.